these numbers won't be exactly right, but I can tell you that in a typical year, we would provide about 3.6 million pounds of food across Snohomish County to all the food banks, meal sites, and food pantries. From January through September 10th of this year, we provided over 7 million pounds, and we fed over 103,000 households. Hello and welcome. I'm Lori Hardy. Thanks for listening in as we continue to talk with leaders in our community. Joining me today from Volunteers of America Western Washington is Steve Corsi, President, CEO, Susan Sturholm, Board Chair, and Jessica Moore, Director of Development. Welcome to the show, and if it's all right with you, we're going to hop right in and talk about Volunteers of America Western Washington. So can you tell us about the issues you're seeing and what's happened in our communities because of the pandemic? So much is affecting the families we serve and particularly those who work service sector or retail jobs or who've lost their jobs because of the pandemic. Our board and our staff team are really focused on tackling the biggest problems that our region is facing. Specifically, for instance, probably number one is preventing homelessness. Did you know that the average price of a two bedroom apartment in Snohomish County doubled in the last 10 years? And the average home price is around $500,000, which is out of the reach for so many families. When our unemployment rate hit 20% in April, which was the highest in the state, we became profoundly concerned that hundreds of families would be pushed into homelessness. And then the second probably biggest problem would be preventing hunger. The Everett Herald had reported that Snohomish County experienced a 56% increase in food insecurity between 2018 and 2020. And the number of Washington families who are food insecure doubled in the last two years. And we're particularly concerned about the children who often are dependent upon school breakfasts and lunch to get get enough to eat. And then I would say the third biggest problem right now is helping those in crisis. As the pandemic has worn on, the CDC reports more teens and adults are experiencing increased symptoms and depression and anxiety. And many are contemplating suicide for the first time. We know there's a correlation between rising unemployment and rising suicide rates and are concerned with the mental health of our families. Thank you so much, Susan. I think sometimes we know these facts. I mean, we know rent is expensive, but there's a disconnect. And so it's a great reminder of how this is in play and that even somebody that's working full time can barely afford apartment on their own. In fact, Lori, Susan didn't mention it, but the last number that I saw was that a two-bedroom, one-bath apartment in Snohomish County is running about $1,900 a month. Um, So if you imagine uh, people making minimum wage or even two people making minimum wage and trying to afford that and pay for health insurance and pay for transportation and childcare, there's just no way. Can't do it. Yeah, that really shines a light on it, that it's more than just people who don't want to be responsible. That's right. So these are really huge, complex issues. How do you go about trying to solve them? We at VOA, we would agree that they are huge, complex issues. They're, in fact, extremely complex and challenging, but we still have to find ways to serve our neighbors if we're going to carry out our mission. And our mission is really uh, going wherever needed and doing whatever is necessary to serve those who are most in need. So in essence, we've focused on scaling up in really in three primary areas, and those are providing food, providing shelter, or uh, helping people to gain shelter, and providing support to adult and families in need. In the shelter arena, we've partnered with Snohomish County. Um, In fact, they have been tremendous. Um, 
Uh, we're incredibly grateful to Snohomish County for their partnership, as well as many local cities to distribute CARES Act funding uh, that we're all familiar with. We fast-tracked the hiring of three different housing navigation teams. I think it was about 17 people total that we added to our staff and who distributed over $19 million, keep more than 6,000 households with a roof over their heads uh, so that they would not become homeless. On the food side of the house, we dramatically scaled up food distribution and leased a former grocery store, the Old Hagen site up in Arlington, about 64,000 square feet as our food distribution center for the entire Snohomish County. In those operations, Food Lifeline and other partners have been critical and provided additional food and these numbers won't be exactly right, but I can tell you that in a typical year, we would provide about 3.6 million pounds of food across Snohomish County to all the food banks, meal sites, and food pantries. And uh, from January through September 10th of this year, we provided over 7 million pounds. I don't know what the total was for the entire calendar year. Um, I, I hesitate to even speculate, but it was well beyond 7 million pounds. So um, many, much more than double. And we fed over 103,000 households in uh, 2020. And then the last one that I mentioned was support. We're grateful that we've been able to provide support to those who are struggling. Uh, we ramped up service of 211 and our care crisis teams that take suicidal calls or calls of people who are deep in crisis. Our calls to 211 increased by over 14,000 calls, which is up 46% from last year. And our calls to our care crisis and suicide lifeline clinicians increased by 53% in 2020. So um, we continue to see people struggle with mental health, shelter, and food, and we just want to be there to meet those needs. Steve, a lot of people, this surprises me, a lot of people don't really know about 211. So, Lori, 211 is, I'm with you, by the way, I'm often surprised that people don't know about 211 and then if they do know about 211, they don't they don't realize that it's part of the Volunteers of America Western Washington operation. 211 is a line that anybody can call um, anytime. They can call, and if somebody doesn't answer, they'll certainly get back to you. You can leave a voice message, and 211 is really there to connect people with whatever resources are necessary to meet the needs of the current situation that they find themselves in. So it may be that they they don't have childcare. Well, you can call 211 and, and we'll get you connected with somebody in your area or entities in your area that provide child care, child care facilities, or people call with interesting questions. Maybe they call with medical questions and we can get you connected to whoever that is, whether it's an urgent care or a connecting them with physician's office or uh, medical providers to make sure that those needs are met. Or maybe they call in, in deep in crisis, depression and despair right now are are huge with uh, the isolation of COVID and just the stress and trauma of the whole uh, worldwide pandemic, I suppose. And if they call deep in crisis, we'll connect them with clinicians or just talk with them online, whatever it takes to help them. I don't know if I answered your question, but uh, 211 is a great resource for anybody who has truly any kind of a need. Right. And if you think I don't know if they could help me call anyways. They'll tell you and they won't be mean. Can I tell you this awesome 211 story? When I was at Esther's place, this woman came in and she didn't realize it, but she had been in an abusive relationship and she was just beside herself. She was looking for help. And basically she came to get a cup of coffee 
And I said, have you called 211? And she said, well, not yet, but will you sit with me? So uh, we called on my phone and put it on speaker. And the whoever the operator was, was talking to her, helping her out. And the person that was with me said, I can't remember the name. Let's just say Maria. She said, is this Maria? And the 211 operator, I think she was going, oh, no, I'm supposed to be anonymous. I don't know. But she said yes. And she said oh my goodness, this is so-and-so. She goes, my mom was working at 211 when you needed help. And she started mentoring you. And then Maria went on to get help and ended up working at 211, turns around, is helping the daughter <laughs> of the wow. person that helped her. It was just like one of those kind of moments where you're like, I can't believe this is happening. So Lori, I'm sure we're on a time crunch here, but I have to just add another story to that because- Please. Similar, we have staff who work for 211, and I won't use their names just out of respect for their privacy, but but I just job shadowed one a couple of weeks ago, and her mom had worked for us before, and she wanted to work for us because of the impact that her mom had had on hundreds, if not thousands of people throughout the area. So those are incredible stories. That's just they? Cool. Yeah, yeah, and what I love about being in the helping industry is that when people get helped, all they want to do is help back. That's right. And then one other thing, you mentioned that you hired on housing navigators and I'm also a coach. And when COVID hit, there was a lot of people that were not able to pay rent because they lost their jobs. And it took a while, remember, for unemployment to kick in. And so I remember all of a sudden there was some help available to some of my clients and I was so grateful. And I did know that came from you because they called 211 to get the help. So I just think it's so great how quickly you guys are in on whatever's happening. And Jessica, you had something you wanted to say. Yeah, what I love about the work that we do is how we seek out people that are struggling and really go to meet them where they are. Over the summer, we recruited a team of COVID community outreach counselors to go out throughout the county and meet people where they're at to show compassion and to really connect them with the services that they qualified for. So they connected hundreds of families with rental and utility assistance, food, clothing, and other support. We also committed to leading the cold weather shelter out in Monroe this year and providing shelter on freezing nights for our neighbors that are experiencing homelessness. Last year in February, we opened up a community resource center out in Arlington. And then just this past month, we opened one in Lake Stevens. So we're finding all kinds of great ways to meet people where they are out in the community. And just to touch back on what you guys were talking about with 211 and or people that receive help wanting to give help, I always say there's a ripple effect in the work that we do. And I really see that in our employees and in our donors even. Many stories I hear from donors are when I was younger, my mom had to use the food bank. And now that I have the ability to donate, I want to give back. I want, I want to do what I can. And so there really is a ripple effect. Can you say a little more about resource centers? Because that's another thing. When I was raising my kids, I used the resource center. They had backpacks for the kids. And again, I'm surprised at people that don't understand. I'll say, do you have a resource center in your community? And they're like, oh, I don't know. So we look it up and sure enough that people don't really know what they are. So can you explain that a little bit? 
So right now we have three resource centers. We have one in Arlington, one in Lake Stevens, and one out in Sky Valley. And our goal is to serve the whole person through these resource centers and provide them with what they need. So they can come in and they can say, I need help paying my bills. Or maybe they need diapers for their, their child or a coat for, for themselves. We want to be there to provide what they need and to be in each community so that people feel comfortable coming in and welcome. And we're just here to serve. I know it's hard to ask for help. And I think with COVID, people are experiencing times when they have to ask for help. And, and I always say, hey, if you ask for help and you get help, you're going to be a better helper. Once you've been helped, then you get it at a deeper level. So I love that you guys have these resource centers. Now, can you tell us what type of people you serve? Sure. The truth is, Lori, we serve people from all backgrounds and economic levels. Many who have never had to ask for help before or visited a a food bank before 2020. Um, I can remember a story of Melissa, who's a single mother of two, who was working full-time and had to leave her job so that she could help her kids with distance learning. So for a while she was able to scrape by on unemployment, but it only lasted for so long and they ended up needing to move into an apartment with Melissa's mom, who was a one bedroom apartment for four people. So they were blowing up an air mattress to sleep on every night. And they thankfully were referred to 211 by a friend and she was connected with our fair housing counselor who specializes in landlord tenant relations. And the counselor was able to help them secure three months of housing and get them back into their own apartment. Pretty Mm -hmm. awesome. But then there's also folks like Claudia and her son Donovan out in the Sky Valley area who live in their old Subaru Outback with their two dogs. They visit our campus, our Sky Valley campus, three times a week for free showers and food and clothing and other resources. Just in talking with Claudia, she stated that they would starve without VOA and that she was really grateful that they had a place to come where they were accepted for who they are without judgment. Lori, I mentioned that we serve or fed over 103,000 households in 2020, and that's correct. However, that's also just food. When we look at all of the service lines that we have, we have six divisions, but when we look across all the service lines, we served about 315,000 people, actually probably even more than that, but that was last count that I was aware of, about 315,000. And as Jessica was talking about examples, one of the examples that was particularly touching to me was a gentleman by the name of Jimmy Green, and he was he was fine with us using his name. We've been able to uh, use his story on social media. I'm a veteran myself, and uh, Jimmy is an Air Force, also is an Air Force veteran. Uh, Jimmy served during the Vietnam War, now lives in Mount Lake Terrace, and he was very much at risk of becoming homeless. Was able to get connected with one of our housing navigators, and um, we were able to assist him and, and make sure that that didn't happen. And, I mean, we could just go on and on and tell you story after story of, of uh, people who, through no fault of their own, just find themselves in incredibly uh, dire situations. I love these stories. And, you know, the truth is, is we all need some help sometime. We do. Right. So crazy how VOAAWW relies on food drives. So you have this huge warehouse, but I'm guessing that with COVID, 
that's probably lowered your supplies a little. So how do you get what you need to serve the more people that you're probably having to face? We definitely rely heavily on a lot of large community food drives, but this year, the food drives and other ways of collecting food, as well as our annual fundraiser that we have, just couldn't happen because of the pandemic. But I can tell you that we've been really overwhelmed by the generosity that we've seen from the community. We've worked together to find new ways to ensure that we can, that we can serve the increase in need. Yeah, I'm always amazed at the uh, generosity in this area, in the Pacific Northwest. It's like when there's a need presented, it gets taken care of. And I, I love it. I love that I live in a community that's like that. Susan? Yeah, I just wanted to add that as a board, we were thrilled to see the community respond to the growing needs. As Jessica mentioned, we had a, to change our traditional fundraising event to a virtual one this year. And I, I think we were all a little nervous going into it, but we were thrilled with the results and the engagement and support of the community. Um, and throughout the year, we saw tremendous generosity from our community. I mean, 2,000 individuals gave monetary donations and about 55% of them were brand new donors. They'd never given us to us before, but made a gift to help out those who were struggling. This means so much to us and it allows us to help and serve more people. That's so amazing. And you are helping a number of people, but I suspect that those are struggling. There's probably some still that haven't come for help. What would you say to them? Or we would say reach out, reach out. And in fact, I, I will uh, at times tell my own story. I, I grew up in abject poverty in Montana and Wyoming. Didn't have a bed to sleep in until I was 13. And I slept in the living room of whatever house we were moving in. We moved uh, frequently because we couldn't make rent. Had an old blue sleeping bag, uh, hand-me-down sleeping bag that was one of my cousins that had holes in it. Still got it, by the way. Uh, it's important to remember where you come from, but I like to tell the story about how about once a year we would get to go to a McDonald's restaurant up in Billings, Montana. And when I was about 13, our situation changed, and I can remember going in, and my mom said something that I'll never forget. She said, you can get anything you want, and I said, anything? And because before then, all we had ever got was just a, a hamburger. Each person got a hamburger, not fries, not Coke, just a hamburger, and she said, anything. I said, could I get a Big Mac, and she said, you can have two if you want. Well, I had one, and I can tell you that I still have a love affair with Big Macs to this day. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's because of how they taste. I'm pretty sure it's a, a sentimental thing. Went on to go through school and, and lead organizations. And uh, Lori, the, the uh, reality is that's because people helped me. People believed in me, gave me opportunities, and gave me a hand up. And that's our message to our neighbors. Reach out. Um, there are a lot who are struggling right now. Um, your friends need you. Your family needs you. You're inherently worthy. Treat yourself the way you would treat someone you love. Get the help you need. Reach out. We want to help you. We want to be the hand up to help you succeed and find stability and make sure that you stay stable. Thank you for that. I think sometimes people just need a little permission. And one of the questions I always end with is what brought you to this work? So thank you for sharing that, Steve. That's very touching and very vulnerable. I appreciate that. Susan? Yeah, I just would want to add that I, I just think that Steve's message is so powerful and I, I totally agree. Everyone needs help in their lives and everyone is worthy of it. One of the things I love about how we've responded to the pandemic is that wherever there were barriers to service, 
we worked to reduce them. So we don't ask for documentation right now when you come to our food banks or pantries. If you come to our drive-through food events, like the two we had at the Everett Mall, we only ask for your family size and your zip code for our own tracking purposes. And like always, there's no charge to anyone who calls 211 or Suicide Lifeline or visiting imhurting.org to chat with a clinician. So please reach out if you need help and, and spread the word. Please spread the word. Tell people because even your neighbor doesn't know and you may not know that your neighbor needs help because people really try to hide when they're struggling and they isolate and that's the worst thing. And then in a pandemic, we're forced to isolate. So I love it that you guys are saying ask and we're not gonna ask for a bunch of documentation because I think that scares people too. They're like, well, what if they don't believe me? <laughs> so thank you for that. So how can people help? Somebody's listening and they're like, I'm okay now, but I wanna help. I know you're always looking for donations, but what are other ways people can help? That's a great question. Yes, we love financial donations. Uh, they really give us the flexibility to get exactly what we need to serve the families and individuals that we're serving. Maybe this week that means we need milk at the food bank, or maybe next week that means we need diapers at one of the community resource centers. On our website, you can find a most needed items list with the types of food and other items that are in high demand. Our food banks and pantries and community resource centers can always use donations of hygiene items, diapers and wipes for parents of young children. So hygiene items aren't really something people think of when they're doing food drives and drives for shelters, but they are so needed. So please keep those in mind. We also have wonderful volunteer opportunities. Uh, because of COVID-19, we saw a decline in the number of our regular volunteers, many of who are retired and high risk. And we really rely heavily on volunteers to help us deliver our mission. So if you're interested in getting involved, please reach out. I can tell you from a personal standpoint, my 11-year-old son and I, we worked the drive-through food banks that we did up at Everett Mall. And it was just an amazing experience. I encouraged all of our staff, get out, volunteer for this. So if you're looking for a great community outreach, feel good, do good event, I would definitely recommend that. And lastly, like Steve and Susan have both said, spread the word, tell people about us, uh, whether they need help or they're looking to give help. We're here. We've been here for nearly 125 years and we don't plan to go anywhere. Mm -hmm. So let us know how we can help or how you can get involved. And you can learn more about us on our website, which is www.voaww.org. That's a lot of W's. Hey, before we wrap up, Steve told us what brought him to this work. Jessica, what brought you to this work? You know, I've always just had a heart for service. I fill my cup by serving others. And I just think you find yourself in serving others. And so that really is what led me here. Thank you. And Susan? It's one of those things I've always thought about is, you know what, if I, if I had all the money in the world and I could do whatever I want, what do I do? And it would be first, gosh, I would want to make sure that everybody had food and everybody had a home and was taken care of. I'm definitely not up there with Bill Gates, but this was a way in which I could achieve that mission of mine. And uh, I do definitely feel like I'm part of the solution this way. So very proud of the organization. 
And it's really good to know that people that work for service organizations are service oriented, right? Because if people aren't, they're not going to treat people well. And so I love it that you guys have this heart for your work and your mission. And I'm so grateful for the work you do. I know that it's touched lives all around me. And thank you so much for coming in to share your message. And we're going to do our best to tell everybody as well. And you take donations and volunteers, and you can easily find them on www.voa, Volunteers of America, www.org to find out more. Thank you, Steve, Jessica, and Susan for being on the show. Thanks for having us, Lori. Volunteers of America, Western Washington, feeding the hungry, helping with resources, especially during COVID-19. If you need help, go to their webpage, Volunteers of America, Western Washington. If you have a neighbor that needs help, Call 211. They are there to answer your questions and get you connected with local resources and local services. They have the most extensive list of what is available in Snohomish, King, and Pierce County. Call 211 to find what you need if you are struggling. It's okay to ask for help because you will turn around and help others. In fact, you're probably already doing that. I'm Lori Hardy. Thanks for listening today. We hope you've learned something new. Join us again next week as we continue to talk with people that are making a difference in our community. When I was about 13, our situation changed. And I can remember going in and my mom said something that I'll never forget. She said, you can get anything you want. And I said, anything? And because before then, all we had ever got was just a, a hamburger. Not fries, not soap, just a hamburger. And she said, anything. I said, could I get a Big Mac? And she said, you can have two if you want. Well, I had one, and I can tell you that I still have a love affair with Big Macs to this day. And I don't think it's because of how they taste. I'm pretty sure it's a, a sentimental thing. Went on to go through school and uh, worry the uh, reality is that's because people helped me. People believed in me, gave me opportunities, and gave me a hand up. And that's our message to our neighbors. Reach out. Um, there are a lot who are struggling right now. Um, your friends need you, your family needs you, you're inherently worthy. Treat yourself the way you would treat someone you love. Get the help you need. Reach out. We want to help you. We want to be the hand up to help you succeed and find stability and make sure that you stay stable. 